0: Love, talk,
1: radio. What's going on, folks? It's your boy, Long Beach Joe, and I am back at it, back at it, back at it Okay. I'm back at it again, man. It is time to talk. Listen, we have a lot to cover today since the last show. Uh, we've had a lot going on. The Jets uh, beat the Giants in their final preseason game. We also had Denzel Mims requesting a trade. We're going to be discussing that as well. We're also going to be discussing New York Jets roster cuts, which is very interesting. There are some very interesting cuts, very interesting uh, <laughs> interesting things going on. I will say that. There are some guys that made this roster that is kind of shocking. There are some guys that got cut that is kind of shocking. Uh I don't know what to say, but we're going to be discussing that again. 515 602 515 is the number. Call in. We are taking all callers. But listen. Let me go ahead and get into the show. I am the man of the people. I'm here for the people. Let me shamelessly promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook, search The Long Beach Joe Show. Like that page. My content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back. I love going back and forth with folks about this football team. Also, leave me some feedback. I love hearing about what you folks think I do here on The Long Beach Joe Show. For those of you that don't know, listen, your boy is on iTunes, okay? Hop on iTunes, all right? search The Long Beach Joe Show, okay, subscribe to that show, and leave me some feedback. You know, I want to thank everybody that does that. Leave me a five-star rating. Let me know how you folks feel about what I'm doing here, all right? I always appreciate that and appreciate everyone's feedback. We also do the show live as well on YouTube, for those of you that don't know. Listen, I'm told all the time, hey, Joe, you're looking good. You're a handsome guy. I say thank you. They tell me, hey, you got a voice made for radio. You got a face made for movies. What's going on, man? How are you feeling? I say, I'm feeling great. I'm not a guy that's arrogant. You know, I'm not cocky. I'm just a guy out here moving and shaking, trying to get it the best way that I can. And I want to thank everybody that, you know, notices me. So, uh, look, if you want to see me, if you want to feel the show live, all the savages in the chat, I call my chat the savages. Why? Because they're savage, okay? They're straight savage, and they get after everybody. I'm talking everybody. (laughs) It doesn't matter who you are, they will get after you, all right? That's why I call my chat the savages, but if you want to see that, if you want to feel that, if you want to hear all that, come on by, go on YouTube, search Long Beach Joe Jets, Long Beach Joe Jets on YouTube, all right? Come on by and check out what I'm doing over here. Hit Hit that subscription button, excuse me. Go ahead and subscribe. And then hit that notification bell so when I post content, you folks will be in the know. Okay? You folks will be in the know if that happens. I'm also on Twitter at, as well. Okay? At the Long Beach Joe. At the Long Beach Joe on Twitter. Okay? We're all over the place. And we're doing it big. So come on by and check me out and see what I got going on here. We're having a lot of fun over here. We have a blast talking about the team. All right, now, now we're going to get into it. Listen, lines are hot again, 515 602 515 is the number. Call in. We're taking all callers. Lines are hot. We'll get to everybody. Just be patient, okay? We'll get to everybody, trust me. So, first we're going to talk about the New York Jets, the way they looked against the Giants really quickly. Uh, Jets beat the Giants 31-27 in the final preseason game. Uh, Jets starters were playing. Sella came out earlier and said all the starters were playing, so he did throw those guys out. And let me tell you something. Starting with the offense, the uh, Blacko looked all right. He looked all right on the day, went out there 7-12, 76 yards on the football. He did have a bad interception. It was a bonehead throw. I don't even think he saw the guy. So that was kind of weird to see, especially, again, he's a veteran quarterback, but it was preseason. Carter also had a fumble as well. You kind of saw the the New York Jets' offensive drives kind of sputter a bit, especially with those turnovers. But I tell you what, the defense looked phenomenal in that game. Man, our front is serious business. I'm talking serious. These guys get after it, man. This pass rush is real. It's real. It's
0: real. It's real. This pass rush is real.
1: And I'm talking about they get after it. Listen, Lawson was just in a quarterback's ear constantly. You had and Williams as well, got half a sack on a day. He was causing issues, disruption. You had uh, Jermaine Johnson, too, getting in constantly. But let me tell you something. If anybody stole the show in preseason, in that game, in that final game, it was Michael Clemens. Michael Clemens was literally going out there and destroying people, just straight up. He was all over the place, and you saw the intensity. He was constantly pushing the pocket. He was constantly in the quarterback's face. He laid a hit on Tyrod Taylor. He laid a hit on him that took him out for the game. And, you know, again, you know, Tyrod, they said he's going to be all right. It was just a little issue with his back. But the way that Clemens hit him, it was insane. This guy is intense, and you can tell he plays with a whole bunch of passion. He's coming out there to handle business and let you know, that it's serious when he's when he's time when it's time for him to hit this field, he is playing to really take your soul away from you. I'm serious. This guy's intense. It's unbelievable how physical he plays. He plays with a, a level of violence that I don't think the New York Jets have seen in a minute. You know, so it was great to see Clemens out there doing his thing as well. This pass rush looks good, and that's huge because again, this defense, this defense that we're running that Sulla has has brought here to the New York Jets. Guess what? Predicated off of getting pressure. If you don't get pressure on the quarterback, it's dead. All right? San Francisco, one of the reasons why they're such a great defense is why. Because Bosa, Warner, those guys, they get after it. They put pressure on the quarterback. They're constantly hitting people. They're constantly in a quarterback's face. They don't play around. There's no games there. All right? The biggest issue that the New York Jets have had in the past years when we've been horrific defensively. You look back to the issues we had last season. Because we couldn't rush the passer. You had 40 years to throw the football. 40 years, and in a, in, a, in a passing league predicated on throwing the ball, right, because that's pretty much what we do now, right, score a bunch of points. you got just throwing balls all over the place. You have to be able to get after the quarterback, and I'm telling you from what it looks now, it looks like we have that, and that's going to help our secondary, we saw it help our secondary. Michael Carter II got an interception who I'm so glad that he's back as well from that injury. Things are looking good with him and uh he got an interception in the preseason game as well due to some pressure that was put on so things are looking well kwan alexander also had a big hit in that game too just crushed the guy caused the fumble he's going to be bringing it this season i'm excited about him so things are looking good man things are looking good so jet starters look good out there we look pretty solid throughout the rest of the rest of the game too Striebler was able to lead a comeback as usual <laughs> <laughs> Steele was 10-13, to 13, 96 yards, two touchdowns. Mims had a 29-yard TD as well. Mims actually on a day, seven catches, 102 yards and a TD in that game. Let me tell you something. Denzel Mims requested a trade, as we were talking about earlier. We all know his agent came out and basically said, hey, it's time. Denzel Mims has been trying to work his way back, you know, into working with the first-team guys, and he feels frustrated. He feels like he's not playing enough. He feels like he's not getting enough time to work with those first-team guys. He wants to be the New York Jets' number one wide receiver. He's talked about that constantly. Uh, When asked about it with the media, that's what he said. He said that's his purpose. That's what he wants to do. And because he's not there, he wants to be traded to another squad. Uh, According to reports, the New York Jets are trying to find some trade partners. I know the Carolina Panthers were interested at one point, but they were actually able to make a trade with another team for a wide receiver. So we'll see where things shake out. To this point, though, he is still on the roster. And I'm wondering, you know, is that going to cause issues going into the season? You know, we'll see what happens with it going there. But, again, Denzel Mims has requested a trade, and we're trying to figure out what's going on with that. But as the game continued on, again, the New York Jets were actually able to come back. Striebel hit Calvin Jackson Jr. for a touchdown with 22 seconds left, which actually got the Jets to take the game 31-27. to So that was a good, good win to see there to in the preseason. Jets went 3-0 in the preseason, and uh, we were excited. And now we go on the roster cuts again, 515-602-9639, 515-602-9639 is number. Call in. We're taking all callers. 908 will come to you in a second. 630 will come to you in a second. Just hold on. We're going to be talking about these cuts really quickly. All the other callers, just hold on one second. Listen, the New York Jets made some cuts today. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it was a little, kind of a little, little odd at certain spots, okay? We're going to go down the list. Gidry was cut, uh, Javelin Gidry, cornerback for the Jets. He was actually uh, released. Richard Wild Goose, Isaiah Dunn, Tenziel Smart was released as well. Bradley Anai, which was a guy that I thought would make the roster, had a chance, but he was let go. Zabar Juniga, Jonathan Marshall, Nick Bodden, Marcel Harris, DelShawn Phillips was also released. Hamza Nezraldeen, which is a guy that, you know, Joe Douglas just took in a draft recently. He's been cut as well. He's a guy I think could actually, you know, come back to us on the, on the practice squad. That's another thing that a lot of Jets fans need to think about. Some of these guys probably going to make the practice squad for us. We've seen this in the past. We did that with Zabar Juniga a while ago where we cut him, and he was actually able to be brought back uh, and put on the practice squad. DQ Thomas as well was released. Connor McDermott was released. Ross pitchin was released. Grant Hermans was released. Chris Glacier was released. Chris Striebler was released. This was kind of shocking for some people because Striebler played very well in the preseason. We'll get into that in a second. Kevin Coleman was released. That was another shocker for some. LaMichael Ryan was released. Will Parks was released. Jason Pinnock was released. Chuma Adoga was let go as well. Trevon Wesco was let go. Kenny Yaboa was let go. Tariq Black as well released. Irvin Charles was released. And last, Calvin Jackson was released too. Now – let me tell you something. You look at these cuts, and there are some things that stand out was left on the roster. Again, 515 602 is the number. Call in. We'll get to everybody. And I look at some of these cuts, and the first thing that really sticks out to me is the New York Jets running back situation. Knight and Ty Johnson are still on this roster, but Tevin Coleman was let go. I am shocked there, okay? And let me tell you why I'm shocked. I'm shocked because – Kevin Coleman was a guy that we saw last season get played over Ty Johnson a lot, and Ty Johnson was a guy that we all thought, especially after watching him last season, would be gone, because it was a lot of drop passes from him. We saw fumbles in critical times. It was a little shocking to still see him on the roster. And then Ty, uh, Tevin, or Knight, Knight was a guy that we liked. We liked Bam Knight, but we were just wondering, hey, are you going to carry more than three guys? But he's a guy that flashed all preseason though. We saw him constantly making good runs. Not only that, but he gave you something as far as returns, special teams too. So him being here is good, but Ty Johnson is kind of shocking to see Coleman be cut and Ty Johnson be kept. And then also, again, the New York Jets keeping four running backs. I guess we're going to be running the ball, again, quite a lot, so maybe that plays into the factor. Shrievler also being cut as well was a surprise from some New York Jets fans. I did a roster prediction, and – For me, I thought the Jets would go with Mike White anyway. I feel like they feel more comfortable with Mike White. His resume with them, their trust level with them, uh, I think kind of went a long way. Again, to be completely honest, and I'm a Mike White guy, I'm being completely real. Mike White was outplayed by Striever all preseason. Let's not get this confused. I'm keeping it all the way real with everybody. He was by Striever. But, the Jets go with Mike White. Again, we've seen Mike White have success with the lights on. In big competition, he beat the Bengals, things going on and so forth. So we're going to be discussing that tonight as well. I'm also looking at the defensive cuts that we made. I was a little shocked that we kept Shepard over Tenziel Smart or Marshall. I felt like Smart played very well this season. He made a lot of really good plays. And Marshall was a guy that was also flashing from time to time, too. Uh, he had two big plays uh, against the – I believe it was the Falcons. So – I'm a little, uh, little shocked that we kept Shepherd, but Shepard also is a guy that I know the coaching staff likes a lot, likes what he does. And for me, when I look at defense as well, the, the most surprising guy that's still on this roster is Ashton Davis. They kept Ashton Davis over Will Parks and Pinnock. Both Parks and Pinnock were released. Ashton Davis and Tony Adams are the other two safeties that we're keeping here. I am shocked that Ashton Davis is still here. I'm blown away. I mean, come on. We've seen Ashton Davis in the past, and I mean, come on. Let's be serious here. Oh, brother,
2: this guy stinks.
1: (laughs) I'm keeping it all the way real with you. Ashton Davis has looked bad at times. I'm talking bad, getting turned around in coverage. Uh, If he's not injured, then there was big-time issues in coverage, getting cooked, not being able to wrap on tackles, not finishing tackles. We've seen this constantly from ashton davis and coming into this off season we were all saying hey is this guy going to show up and he didn't do much when you look at parks when you look at pinock the way these guys have been playing through the preseason especially parks played phenomenal this guy was really showing up and showing out and i thought for sure ashton davis would be gone but here we are ashton davis is still on the roster so it is shocking it is truly shocking so we're going to get to these lines again, 515-602-9639, 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in to all of the savages in the chat, Jay-Z Jets fan, Nathan Colgrove, Jets mess, Finn Mac. NY Jets FL, all my guys, man, there's so many of you you know ny sports wicker media just everybody man 343 salutes to all y'all keep asking your questions we'll come to every single one of you in a second so many guys in the chat right now salutes to all of my jets brothers and sisters in the chat but we got to get to these lines all right so first call i'm going to go to 630 630 i'm coming directly to you all right 630 give me your name where you're from you're looking like a new caller And let me know how you're feeling about this New York Jets football team after you're seeing some of these cuts we made. What was the most surprising cut for you offensively?
3: You know what, Joe? Uh, Considering we've done uh, four shows together before, two, me being promoted on yours and you being on with me and Jeremy, I'm surprised you don't (laughs) recognize this is Adam, the president of the Virginia Jets fans
2: club. How you doing tonight, buddy? (laughs)
1: Hey, listen. First off, to Lucy Adam, (laughs) I want to thank you for calling in. Hold on. For those of you that don't know, Adam, we'll say yeah, 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 (laughs) (laughs)
0: yeah.
1: going on adam listen there's been a lot happening man a lot of things shaking and baking right now give me your thoughts about some of these cuts man what were your thoughts about some of the moves we made offensively with these cuts were you surprised that coleman was cut were you surprised that streveler was let go instead of mike white
3: you know what i was not going to make too big of a deal over the third quarterback because hopefully we never have to see either of them on the field if Mike White or Chris Strebler have to get on the field for the Jets in a regular season game, something is going horribly wrong. The things that surprised me for looking at offense, uh, I was actually very happy to see that Lawrence Cager made the team because I really had a feeling they were going to cut him. I just did not have a good feeling because he's not a proven blocker. This is an offense that wants to focus on its run blocking, and now we're not going to have Nick Bauden this season. He's on injured reserve, and he's out for the season. With a, with a mystery injury, I don't even know what the injury is. I don't think they've announced it. But I think this is, this is making me a little bit nervous about the Jets run game. You know, I love Bree Paul, love Michael Carter, and I'm thrilled Bam Knight made it. But if you look at the offensive line, we've only got eight, eight offensive linemen on this roster. So, and only Mm -hmm. three are tackles. So we are counting on good health from this offensive line. And let's see how, you know, maybe this, coaching staff trusts Jeremy Ruckert to do that blocking. Now, he, he didn't yeah. start blocking until he came, went to Ohio State. So they're putting a lot of trust in him because I'd rather be blocking with Ruckert than I would with Lawrence Cager right now. So I'm, I'm glad Cager yeah. made the team, but I wonder if Nick Bauden was healthy, who would have been cut, whether maybe it would have been Ty Johnson. I don't even know how he has a, a job on this. That one shocked me more than Ashton Davis. The tie's still around. So, <laughs> Yeah,
1: I'm, did listen, he have Adam, pictures I'm, or something? He had to. <laughs> listen, Adam, I, I'm right there with you. I'm kind of blown away as well that Ty Johnson is still on this roster. Again, when you look at what we saw out of him last season, I thought for sure he was gone. I really did. I thought, I you know, I thought he would be a guy, and especially when you look at the time that he was kind of given in preseason, he was always coming in. A bit late in game, you know. Definitely after a guy like uh, Coleman was was in, and so I was a little shocked that he's still here. But he actually made it. But like you you spoke about the tight end position there with Baldwin, especially being uh you know bottom being uh, dealing with that injury and him being down and us keeping Cager. I look at the situation like I understand that some people are talking about Baldwin, you know, being gone now, uh, you know, being being released or being put on the IR as well. And looking at that that fullback position and thinking, hey. What what are we going to do there? And I've always said that I was never worried about that because we have Jeremy Ruckett. I think that's one of the reasons we took three tight ends. You can take a tight end Mm. and put a guy in that position, especially again, when you go big and actually when you really think about it from a schematic standpoint, it kind of makes you a bit more deadly, especially when you have a guy like Rucker. Rucker was actually one of the better run blocking tight ends in the entire draft. That's one of the things that made him such a highly regarded tight end in there as well. But guess what? When you come out, let's say in I-formation, you come out with a guy like him, you got to look at him as a passing threat as well. We saw Rucker really making some plays this preseason. He had a touchdown. He was going out there catching footballs. So now you have to regard for him in both of those threats. And you could actually put Uzama, Conklin, and Rucker out there legitimately, you know, in sets and really handle business. So it's like, you know, I, I get it. You know, people want to bought it, and I think that he would have been, you know, a great guy to keep. But I, again, did a, did a roster prediction, and I predicted that they would move on from him and keep Rucker for those exact reasons. What are your thoughts about that?
3: You know, that, that is an interesting point. It's just to me, and I know the fullback is considered a little bit passe, but for this offense that is mm-hmm. run-focused, you know, Brees Hall and Michael Carter are not running backs who are going to get their own yardage. They're not going to run over a linebacker, and they're not the fastest running backs I've ever seen, although they do have good acceleration when they get the open field. But the greatness of their games is being slippery, their vision, especially brief, seeing the open hole created by the offensive line, recognizing it, his quickness, his agility, that's what he does really well. So the more players that we have who can block well, that can run block well, the better Brees Hall is going to be, the better Michael Carter is going to be, then the Jets can control the clock. It puts less pressure on the quarterback, which I think is mm-hmm. uh, which I think is a good thing for them as well. So yeah, I think it's. Uh, I don't think they're going to go out and get another linebacker. But if they feel Rucker can be that sort of H back, then uh, I mm-hmm. say great. And you know, they really did turn over that entire uh, that entire tight end room. It, it is pretty amazing. Yeah. I can't remember the last time the team did that. It's pretty awesome.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, Joe Douglas absolutely made some improvements there. Now, looking at this wide receiver position, there is also some moves that have been made. against Calvin Johnson Jr. or Calvin Jackson Jr. being released. We also saw the no other guys get released as well to re-black from that wide receiver position. What are your thoughts about Jeff Smith making the roster, and how do you feel about Denzel Mims also requesting a trade? <laughs>
3: I, I will give Denzel Mims this. He's kept a pretty good attitude, all things considered, when he didn't really have to. So I will give him credit for that. At the end of the day, the guy just didn't produce. He was a, he was a penalty waiting to happen. You know, there's just too many times. I, look, look, you know what frustrates me the most, and I think a lot of Jeff fans about this guy, is that the ability has always been there. He's always had the talent, and it's always been right on the precipice Of doing something good, but it seems as though the biggest problem is upstairs, and I think that is what frustrates us. Like, if you don't have, like, a natural running ability, if you get hurt over time, you know what, I think we have a little bit more patience for that. Like, I have a a lot of sympathy for a guy like Cameron Clark, who I thought was going to be a really good draft pick. The guy nearly got paralyzed, and, you know, his career ended, you know, ended way too prematurely. So... But when it comes to Mims, and you see, you, know, you see his vertical, his catch radius, all this kind of stuff, but then you don't see the production, well, it makes you take a second look and to think, well, what, what's missing here? I mean, is it really just the system? To me, if you're that good, you, know, you will find a way to succeed, or you will at least find a way to be productive. And it hasn't really yeah. happened. I, I'm not getting overly excited about one preseason game, but, you know, the fact that he is here, he is here right now. That said, I, I do expect, if I had to place a bet on whether he's going to be on this roster to start the season, I would probably lean against it. I just yeah. think, that, you know, and I, another thing that gives me optimism about that, well, I'm, I think that's the way it's going to go. If you look at the statement that the Asian put out, he was very, uh, he was praising Joe Douglas. He did not knock the Jets. It wasn't anything inflammatory or disrespectful. So I think it's something that's going to work out. But that said, the Jets are not going to just give him away. They, I really don't believe that they are. And remember, when Joe Douglas makes a trade, the other team has to uh, pay a two-round penalty. That's how you you get, you know, a fourth for Chris Herndon or a sixth-rounder for Blake Cashman. So now you got the men's tax that's going to happen here. So, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Why wouldn't it be, you know, I think these trades are always complicated. It's never just for, like, a third-round pick. It's always, okay, Mims, and we'll give you Mims, and one of our sixes, you give us a a high four, something like that. Mm -hmm. I do think it is going to happen uh, before
1: the season begins. Yes. It's going to be interesting. I I think making a move, uh, moving on from Mims, trying to find somewhere for him to go, you know, it's going to be very interesting to see how they handle that situation going forward because, And I know that Denzel Mims is not a guy that's going to do a lot of yelling and screaming and stuff like that. You know, I don't think he's going to come out and be like, I don't want to be here. He's definitely made his position known, especially with, again, his, uh, you know, agent coming out publicly and talking about, you know, that they want to move on and, and putting the trade request out there publicly. But I'm just wondering if at some point this will become a distraction. I think that that is a... That is that is very – it's going to be a very interesting situation to watch. So my final question before I let you go, Adam, because you're really bringing the heat, my friend. Give me your thoughts about Ashton Davis still being on this roster. I mean, to you, is it is it just Joe Douglas not wanting to let go of a guy that he's drafted? I mean, what is it to you? Because I thought that Will Parks and, you know, the other states that we had as well absolutely outplayed him. And I, I just – I don't see how this guy – made the roster with so many guys around him that were playing better, Pinnock and Park. I mean, how is he still here, Adam?
3: Uh, The same thing I would say, just like Ty Johnson. I think Ty Johnson, Ashton Davis, and probably Nathan Shepard also, they just must have a little thing together where they have pictures of Woody Johnson or Chris Johnson in compromising (laughs) positions. Uh, (laughs) It must must be something to that effect. I can't think... Let me at least give this. I will give some of these guys a little credit. Ty Johnson can at least run down the sideline, and he's got good footwork. I can give him that. Nathan Shepard, apparently, he sets a good example. Coaches like, that's all good. I cannot think of one good attribute of Ashton Davis besides he's a good hur- he was a good hurdler in college. I can't think mm. of one thing. The best athletes are not always the best football players. Do I have to run down mm. the, the list, the litany? Of just bust who, ha- who had great RAS scores, or you know, I don't even know when RAS became a thing, but but it is now. You know, I'm sure Vernon Gultsen had a really impressive RAS score that didn't exactly work out. So to yeah. see, it just it, that is probably the most baffling position. Now I'm not, I promised myself I would not get too nuts until the guy these players that they cut actually get claimed by another team. I don't want to I don't mm-hmm. want to freak out, but. You know, Will Parks is going to be different because he's actually – we don't think of this. He's a seventh-year safety. He's not a second- or third-year player. So he had to be outright released, not just waived. So Parks yeah. is not going to be back. I am 99% sure. Pinnock, I think, is going to get claimed as well. It, it has to be – they have to have another move in mind, whether it's uh, a Tony Jefferson, whether it's a jacquees uh, you know, the safety who uh, has played with Sala before and the Eagles just released. I really think the Jets are bringing in uh, another safety. They, they need that center field safety because Jordan Whitehead's best abilities are being a box safety. You need that center field safety. One guy who I have been screaming about, and I'll keep this quick, that I've been screaming about since the draft sure. is Verone McKinley, the rookie safety from Oregon. Mm-hmm. The Dolphins got him, and they let him go. He basically, does, he basically does the same thing as Javon Holland. He was a teammate of Javon Holland. There's just not room for him. I would really like to see him come in. I'd like the Jets to give him a chance. But I'll tell you what, people are getting passionate about this. I'm just going to say one quick thing. I put a video out about this, the roster, and I've got twice as many views on this in two hours as like the other hundred videos I've done before this. People are passionate about these roster moves, so it's pretty fantastic to see that from Jets
1: fans. Yeah, they are. They are, and, I, and I'll tell you what—that you know, when you talk about the safety position and some of the moves that they've they've made there. I know people are talking about, you know, they must have a move in mind. But I'm wondering if they had a move in mind, then why not make that move before you know you actually end up moving on from this guy? I mean, you can't just—you can't cut a guy and then be like, okay, well, we have a move in mind. It's, it should be something they already have done. And again, I know Tart is a guy that has a lot of familiarity with Sulla. He's there in San Francisco. He's a guy that I think I was interested in before he signed with the Eagles, but now that he's gone from the Eagles, I'm wondering if he's a guy that we end up picking up. But, again, that waiver wire is so funny. Who knows if some of the guys that they want to grab, are gonna they're going to be able to grab. So we're going to see what's, what's happening going forward. But before I let you go, Adam, go ahead and give everybody, you know, how they can get in contact with you and all the content that you're putting on YouTube.
3: All right. Thank you very much, Joe. So uh, the channel is NY Sports Wicker Media. Uh, I talk Mets, a lot of Jets, uh, New York Rangers. And I'm going to be doing, uh, and on Twitter you can find me at uh, WAP2K, W-A-2-K underscore 1999, and I'll be doing my show uh, on the Jets Chaos channel with Jeremy tomorrow night. And we're going to be uh, getting even further into these uh, roster cuts. And who knows, maybe the roster will look different in uh, 24 hours than it does right now. So thanks so much yeah. for having me on tonight, but I appreciate it.
1: Thank, thank you for coming on. <laughs> Listen, I want to thank Adam for coming on. Again, 515 602 515 602 is the number. Call in. For those of you that are watching me, no matter where you're watching me from, please give the stream a thumbs up and subscribe to the stream as well if you have not. Hit that notification bell so when I post content, you folks will be in the know. If you like to give to the stream, the link's up there in the super chat. Please hit the super chat and give anything. Anything you give to the platform is greatly appreciated. Also, if you don't want to hit the super chat, Cash App is at the bottom of the screen. Anything you give to the platform is greatly appreciated. Salutes to all the savages in the chat. Again, NY FL, my guy DB, DKB as well. Salutes to you. Good to see you in here. Robert S. Spin Max. Listen, Robert S. says, uh, I can't believe they kept Shepard in and in Ashton Davis. Yeah, Aston Davis and, and Shepard, a lot of people have question marks about that situation, them keeping those guys. But uh, NY Jets FL says, I believe that surrounded by more talent, they believe that Davis, Aston Davis, can improve his play. Our defense was so bad last year. Yeah. Maybe that's what they're thinking. Maybe that is. I, you know, but I tell you what, <laughs> Ashton Davis has looked awful for a long time. If he's not hurt, he's not playing well. So we'll see. But i tell you what, there's been some guys that have made the roster as well. Lawrence Cager, I like that guy a lot. Uh, talked about him, too. I was excited to see him make the roster. Let me tell you something. This guy is going to be a legitimate threat. And I know people are talking about pass blocking as a, or run blocking as well as tight ends. And his blocking stuff, he's got to improve. Okay, yeah, he can be a little bit better. Every tight end in the league, I guess, can be a little bit better, except your upper top in echelon guys, right? But as a receiving threat... Boy, Cager brings something to you. This guy is a big guy that can move, and as a tight end, he becomes a threat immediately. When you look at the situation of what we can do, having a guy like Cager, particularly in your red zone, boy, oh boy, we just playing go up and get it. <laughs> There's a lot of things you can teach, but you can't teach size. You know what I'm saying? You can't do that. So he's going to be a big threat as well. I could see him really having a an impact in the red zone in this passing game. So. We're going to get back to these lines. Again, 515 602 515 is the number. Call in. I know I have new callers. Again, when you call in, please make sure that your background is good and clean, or I'm going to have to get you out of here. And do not curse on my show. That's the only thing that I do not allow here. Don't curse on my show. I'll get you out of here fast. I'm talking fast. Faster than we got Mike McCagney. <laughs> uh, get out of here, Mike McCagney. I am so glad you're gone. So we're going to get back to these lines again. 515-602-9639. 515 602 is the number. Call in. Next, I'm going to my guy Rusty. Steve will come to you next. Salutes to you Rusty. It's good to have you calling in again for those of you that do not know. Rusty Oh, he's a <laughs> is a savage. Salutes, my friend. Listen, Rusty, we've made some moves. Things have gone. You know, things have have been uh, shaking and moving around here. Give me your thoughts about the most surprising cut you've seen offensively.
4: Salutes, Joe. Salutes, fellow savages. And uh, what's up there, YGK? That was an awesome take. Um, Geez. The the thing that I was surprised about, um, Mm -hmm. Ashton Davis not being cut. Uh and also probably Coleman being cut and then Ty Johnson not being cut. Yeah, I got like a tricep. Mm. It, it, yeah.
0: It's yeah,
4: was wo- I, I was, a li-
0: I
1: was
4: sure. I was a
1: bit <laughs> Yeah, I was I was a bit shocked by that as well. Um seeing Ty Johnson still in this roster kinda blew me back a bit because again we saw him last season really struggle uh with the team, really struggle on the field as well. So it was like, whoa, what is he still doing here? Especially, again, when you look at last season, we played Coleman above him a lot of times. You know, there was a lot of times where Ty Johnson wasn't getting many snaps. And then when he did, we saw the struggles with drops. We saw some fumbles and some critical spots. So to see Ty Johnson be kept on this roster is a little surprising. But Knight being kept here, Bam Knight, I like that a lot. I think that this guy really gave us something through uh, preseason. We saw him run hard. We saw him really, you know, push, push, uh, push the rock when it was given to him. But we also saw some special teams ability from him as well that I thought really got him his spot too because he can give you something on both ends. Now, something else that really shocked uh, some Jets fans offensively was Chris Strievler being cut after all of the exciting moments that we saw from him. Were you shocked that the Jets decided to go with Mike White over Strievler?
4: Yeah, I'm shocked. But then it goes back to like what Watson K said. If we're going to, you know, you have know, said about that. I pray to God that it doesn't come down to a, you know, a second and third string, fourth string quarterbacks. But yeah, I definitely am. For what he did, you can't doubt his heart. And you know, he's he's got talent. You know, when it matters, he really does. I don't know. He's yeah. he's won the the Grey Cups or whatever it is for the Winnipeg whatever's. And so he he knows how to be a champion in that sense. Like, that's not easy. Everybody's not doing that type of thing. But, you know, we we got smacked around in preseason. We honestly did. And he was the light, in a way, of showing, like, you know, that we (laughs) went undefeated in it. Because if it wasn't for him, we would have been the laughing stock. I guarantee it. People would be looking at us like, oh, you know, it it would, would, the ticket or whatever would be just, the ticket for us to just the bandwagon to just berate us would just be even that much more. He he saved us from that. You can't deny that. You yeah. know he really did. Because yeah. yeah. you
0: know we got,
4: I, we got we got we got smacked around this preseason if it wasn't for him. Honestly.
1: Yeah. I thought he, I thought he played well. I I thought he played well. Like I said, and I'm a Mike White guy. I thought he outplayed Mike White throughout the preseason. Every game that he played, he really led some solid <laughs> offensive play and some again yeah. shocking cup constantly and not just that but the athletic ability that we saw from him I thought was big as well him being able to run yeah, he was like, Evo, the he was like yeah. Kivo's evil cousin <laughs> that's what he yeah. rem- <laughs> uh, reminded me of he was he was like Wario yeah.
4: to Mario was, that's what he reminded me of
1: yeah I thought listen I, I, I thought that you know if the Jets were able to keep him if we did that he would kind of open up the offensive playbook a bit you know as a backup because of his ability to run with the football but again mike white is a is a veteran guy he's a professional you know we've seen him do it with the lights on he has a ton of experience we saw him go out there and beat the Bengals. i think that the jets coaching staff level level of just comfortability with him was off the chart so of course you know they went with mike white again i did a, a roster prediction show and a roster prediction uh video and i talked about how i thought that we would keep white over streveler even though streveler had uh had outplayed him but when you continue to look at That's some of the moves that have been made, yeah when you continue to look at some of the moves that have been made on this roster give me your thoughts man i know you're a big Hamza Dean guy what are your thoughts about him being released and how are you looking at our uh, linebacker situation because we kept Sherwood you know we got Mosley we got uh Quincy Williams again we got uh you know Kwan Alexander as well give me your thoughts man
4: yeah, it stinks, man. Uh, I, I was a big fan of, you know, the Dean Amin Nazardine. I really was. He was a hitter, but uh, I guess he didn't fit with our scheme. But um, some people like Ashton Davis does, uh, I don't know. I don't coach it, <laughs> but it is what it is, you know. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't I, I don't know. I, I hope, you know, we have something because our teeth of our defense looks ferocious. You know, mm-hmm. Clemens coming on. Yeah. I love him. And everybody yep. else, but um, as as far as with Nasraddin, I'm I'm a little uh, I'm shocked, you know, to in that extent. But uh, I think what did we, we kept four linebackers? Not even five, right? Something like that. Mm. Weird. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so. we'll we'll see. Yeah. I like who the Ravens released with the guy Diego. He was one of my favorite linebackers in the in the draft. Actually, very uh, mm-hmm. underrated and he was yeah, from uh, yeah, Annapolis, kept, good dude for me. Yeah,
1: we kept yeah, we kept like it. four. Again, with Mo, with Mosley, Williams, Sherwood, and, and Alexander here, uh, K, uh, Quan Alexander, listen, we, we got four guys. And I'm hoping to really see some improved play from that linebacker position. And, again, when you look at what we were able to do against the Giants with all of our starters in, Kwan Alexander just was absolutely bringing the wood. I mean, he blasted the guy in that game, and that's where I want to go with the yeah, next. Give your thoughts about – yeah, give me give me your thoughts about what you saw from this this Jets defense, this Jets starting defense with all of our guys out there. How did you feel about some of the some of the the violence that they were playing with? Man, What were your thoughts about some of the hits sure. and plays that were made for the Jets defense?
4: It was like a bunch of like bears just released, you know. But they they had like one I don't know some kind of leather leash on them that's not all the way released, and it's like you can you can see what's gonna happen. You know, <laughs> mm-hmm. and yeah. it, it, oh my God, like uh, Tyrod Taylor, poor, poor dude, like, you know, God rest his soul, oh, basically, man. in a way, but like, it, yeah. he he got, you know, he, he, he was on eggshells. He didn't know where and what it was coming from. You know, he got the fear of God, put him from, from Lawson. He spun out of that. Then it collapsed on him with Lawson and Davy Cuey. And uh, I can't remember who else was in there if it was Carter or not. But they everybody just came. It was basically the whole defense stacked them. Then, yep. like, oh god, then then <laughs> uh, Clemens is basically the chiropractor. He just broke broke the dude's back. He just brought him, you know, brought him in the back. I, I mean, yeah. he was it. It's it's looking good, and they're hungry. So when you put all yep. of our guys out there at once, then you're gonna start just. Throwing in some sauce, some peppers, some – I don't know, man. They're cooking something like the rock, and it's you know, smelling it. It's looking yeah, good. It's
1: looking I just, good. I just, yeah, I just think the, the the pass rush, the pass rush, and, and we've talked about this before, the importance of oh, pass the tsunami-like. rush. tsunami-like. It's huge. Yeah, and, and that's what it is. And and, I, and I, this is what I've been talking about for years with the New York Jets, was that our inability to effectively rush the passer has costed us so much. It's made our defense really. awful. That's the, one of the reasons why our defense looked so bad at spots last season is because we could not get to the passer, especially when you look at this defense and what it's predicated on, it's predicated on pressure, pressure. And if you cannot yeah. get pressure on people, like, you know, you're almost dead in the water. And Even you saw when we sent a blitz, because we did send a blitz against the Giants, it was like a jailbreak out there. Everybody oh, it was really dead was. Dead because, yeah, oh, we, Michael, great. Carter, uh, Michael Carter II <laughs> got a half a sack on that because it's like we don't have to do that anymore, but when we do, it's turned up so much because now we have a legitimate pass rush. We have a lot of We got so many guys. Yeah, guys are just panicking out there, so we're just blowing through people. That's going to be huge for us. We have to be able to get after people like that. We have to, and I think yeah. that we finally have the pieces to properly run seller's defense now we finally have it and that's huge that's going to be huge for yeah. us going forward now my final question for you rusty give me your thoughts sauce officially named the Jets' starting corner quarterback what are your thoughts about it man this kid he looked really good hasn't been targeted still hasn't given up nothing and he said hey he was excited about the jets making him work for it what are your thoughts about him going forward man as our starting corner
4: it's honestly bizarre to me. It really is like bizarre like world because why?
1: How he why? Just
4: because he wasn't how he wasn't targeted. is just weird, you know. Oh, like okay. not in a bad you know not bizarre world is like a bad way, but it's almost unheard. It's unheard of. Like yeah, you know. Granted, now we're gonna have you know we're gonna see there in the regular season, but you know it's good and it's bad. I wanted to see him get targeted a lot, you know, but if. The kid, if you, I, I mean, if it's not there, it's not there for, you know, so I, it's weird, you know, like how, yeah. how is that nobody ever, you know, not even testing those waters is beyond me, but, um, Listen, he's locking people know. down, what?
1: Rusty, he's locking people it's down, weird. Dog. Yeah. Let's, let's keep it real, he's locking people down and ain't no nobody wants to go over there, now I do suspect that teams i will absolutely know the teams are going to test him this upcoming season Lamar for is. sure they're just, yeah, they're just gonna go. yeah he will but i'm telling you i'm thinking soft you know soft going to show people what time it is rusty he absolutely will oh, I'm but hoping. i got to slide off i'm a gang gang yeah, listen, i'm telling you, know, you i got to slide off though, rusty gang gang, gang callers first. i want to thank you for calling in man this was a heck of a call from you let's get rusty that chance
2: Salute to salute you. Yo,
4: yo, salute. Niner. Salute savages.
1: That's what I'm talking about. And listen, when you talk about the savages, you must <laughs> that. That's from my guy, jay zs Jet fan in the chat. Salute to all the savages in the chat. We're gonna keep it rolling again. 515 9639 515 Six zero two nine six three nine is the number. Call in. We are taking all callers. I know I have new callers. You know, when you call in, please be patient. We'll get to everybody. Do not curse on my show. I'll get you out of here fast. I'm talking fast, faster than we got today. Get out of here. Get out of here. Thank goodness we have a coach here now. We have and good coaching staff, get Sella get in the building, get Adam Gaze out of here, all right? Time, times have changed, all right? And also, my new callers, when you call in, please know I can see you. Don't call in and hang up, call in and hang up, all right? You in a queue, I can see you for those that are new, all right? So we're going to keep going to the lines again, 515 Five one five six zero two nine six three nine 515 is the number. Call in. Next caller I'm going to is my guy, Steve. Steve salutes. I want to thank you for calling in tonight. How are you feeling today, Steve?
2: Well, well, first off, Joe, thank you for calling me. um I, I'm letting you know that I am calling you from my new place. I just recently
1: just moved, so so okay, hey, to- listen, Steve yeah, congratulations, man. It's good that you're going out getting your stuff. you know what I'm saying. You got your new spot that you're into. Give me your thoughts, man. There's so many things moving and shaking around here now with the New York Jets. We've made some moves. We had a preseason game. Give me your thoughts about some of the cuts that you saw that you were surprised by. Did Ashton Davis still being on this roster surprise you? Yeah, yeah no. Ashton Davis still being
2: on the team does surprise me a little bit. I, I'm guessing that, that I guess Robert Sala and Joe Douglas and the rest of the coaching staff maybe see something in him because – Apparently, he did have some strong moments in camp this year, but I got to be honest, I really, really, really thought that he was going to get cut. When I saw that he wasn't cut today, I'm like, wow, this guy, Ashton Davis must have made the roster. But listen, I'm not a big fan of Ashton Davis, but if he is on this roster, I'll give him a chance and I'll see what he can do during the regular season. Um, Pinnock being cut Mm -hmm. was a shocker. Yeah. I gotta be very yeah. honest to you, Joe. Kevin Coleman was not really a big surprise to me on why he was released because the thing mm. is they wanna they wanna show more of the younger running backs, you know, with Michael Carter and Brees Hall and um the Zodovan Knight and obviously and listen, I actually am I do like Ty Johnson, even though I think Ty Johnson will probably be like our third or fourth running back. But honestly, Mm -hmm. I think the Jets letting Coleman
1: go, I think, was the right decision. Oh, wow. Wow. I mean, even though Ty Johnson's still on the roster, I mean, Ty Johnson has not looked good at all, especially, again, when you go back to last season. I didn't think he looked very good. Heck, even last season, we saw them give Coleman more time often than Ty Johnson. Ty Johnson was dropping a lot of football. We also saw... Fumbles in critical moments from Ty Johnson. A lot of lackluster play. I thought for sure he would be cut this this uh, this this off season. I thought he was gone uh, when roster cuts were coming. But you know he's still here on the roster. It's, it's kind of shocking that you think that uh Coleman you know yeah. deserved to get cut over over Ty Johnson. But you know that's your take, and I respect it. What are hey, you thoughts Joe. about Cager? Yeah. What are your thoughts about Cager making a, the the tight ends? Cager deserved to
2: be on this roster. I, I was so impressed yeah. with him in the games that he played in with us. And let me tell you, he earned his spot on this roster. I mean, listen, Mm -hmm. he's probably going to be the number three tight end and he's going to be right behind Coughlin and Uzama. But honestly, Mm -hmm. I'm happy for Cager. He got it. But I guess the other thing I want to talk to you about Joe is now we're going into, we we just finished this last preseason game against the Giants. And I got to tell Mm -hmm. you, for a preseason game that we had, even though the game didn't count, I gotta tell you, I thought that was probably one of the most exciting Jets preseason games I ever watched on Sunday. Yeah. I actually it was- thought it was I thought it was a really really good game by both the Jets and the Giants. And let me yeah. just tell you one thing that that start the, the starting offense, I will agree with you, I thought did all right. They had their moment, but unfortunately, the biggest mistake that Flacco made was the pick six. I mean, obviously, I think Flacco will definitely clean that up in the future if he is going to definitely be starting week number one. But I got to tell you about the starting defense, Joe. Well, hold, on, starting hold, on, hold on a second.
1: Defense... Hold on a second. Hold on a second, Steve. Hold on a second. Listen, I hear what you're saying about this offense. I was a little I – w- I don't want to say I'm concerned, but I was a little thrown off by some of the issues our offense had. It sputtered a little bit especially due to our issues, right? We had two turnovers. We had the Carter fumble, which is, you know, not normal from him, right? I definitely think he'll be able to hold on to the Rock. You could see that he was, you know, definitely upset with himself. But I think he'll be all right going into the season. Him, Brees Hall, now we got Knight here and Ty Johnson. I think our running back uh, spot is solid, right? I think we'll be okay going into the season. But the the bonehead pick by Flacco was a little off-putting to me because, again, he's a veteran QB. I would think that he wouldn't try to make a play like that. But, again, it's preseason, so I'm not, you know, blown out of control. But I do want to see our offense kind of get it together a bit. I did like the play of our offensive line. It looked very solid. Um, it does need to work on open up holes a little bit more against the running game, and we'll see that again as we continue to go forward into this season. But there are some things that the offense can pick up. But like you were saying, yeah. I thought the defense looked really good. Go ahead and no, give me your yo, take about the pass rush the of the defense.
2: defense. That, that, the defense? I can finally say something, Joe. I think we have a pass rush on this defense, and it's something mm-hmm. that this defense hasn't had in a very, very long time. I- I'm going to tell mm-hmm. you something. When you watch Michael Clemens play, Joe, I, I got to tell you something. Michael Clemens is a scary, scary dude, okay? Yeah. Like, one play I was even impressed with, even though Tyrod Taylor did run and get the first down, he did chase down Tyrod Taylor, and he didn't give up. Now, I mentioned this mm-hmm. to some ever fans. If you ever meet Michael Clemens off the field, okay, if you ever meet him at a bar, don't ever mess with him at the bar, okay? If you ever go to a bar <laughs> with Michael Clemens, don't you dare mess with him, okay? Because let me tell you, if he messes with you, he's going to kick your butt, Okay. Okay, I'm listen, telling, listen. I'm telling all those Jet fans right now, because he is a scary man. He is one person I would not want to mess with. Even the way listen, how he talks, he he talks like yeah. he's a security guard at the nightclub.
1: Yeah, listen, Steve, I'm telling you, Clemens is something else, man. Anybody is trying to mess with him. Let Ain't me. Ain't nobody you. got time <laughs> for that. Ain't nobody got time for it. You got, you guys better go somewhere else. He's a very serious individual. We can clearly tell that he is focused on becoming the best that he can become. And he lets people know, you know, he wants to be a guy that wants to continue to refine his skill set, wants to get better, and wants to do every single thing that he can do to become a bigger part of the defense. Again, and I talk about this constantly is... We talk about the starting guys constantly. We talk about you know, no. Carl Lawson. We talk about Jermaine Johnson. But it's also about finding those guys that can come in within a rotation and continue to give you pass rush. You know who was really good at that, that actually won, it, won big with guys that was constantly coming up and rushing the passer? The Giants. Anybody remember when the Giants won their Super Bowl? It was because, hey, they just kept bringing guys in. It was waves of pass rushers that had so many guys from O.C. Yep. or Just all those guys. It was just constantly bringing guys in to rush the passer, and you just couldn't deal with it. And eventually you just folded. You gave up because there were so many guys in your ear and in your face. So – Let me tell you, Clemens is that guy where he's going to be able to come in within that rotation and really just lay into quarterbacks constantly because of the pressure that he's going to be able to put on. I love his intensity. I love his attitude about the game, and I love what he's bringing to this football team. Now, give me your thoughts on this, Steve. Sauce was officially named our starting cornerback. How are you feeling about that, man? This guy, he's looking good out there. You know what I'm saying? He's very swaggy. We see him after the game. He makes sure he has his you know what I'm saying? His diamond's on. He's looking really clean there as well. Give me your thoughts about him being our starting corner.
2: No, Sauce Gardner absolutely deserved deserved the spot because he had a great preseason. He obviously earned it. I think it's going to be him and DJ Reed on the other side. I think it's going to be a good corner group. I mean, listen, obviously now Sauce Gardner is now going to be up for the real test the first game of the season against Baltimore. I mean, now that's our next big focus, you know, after when we find out about the official final roster cuts today. I mean, a lot of people are yeah. still thinking that there may be some moves that may be made tomorrow. But see <laughs> what happens tomorrow as the moves are made. But now the next big thing that has to happen for the Jets is now getting ready for the
1: first week against Baltimore. Yeah, yeah. What are your thoughts about the, uh, my final question for you, Steve? Because you've been bringing some heat, man. I'm, I'm serious. You've been no, definitely hot on the call. It is, man. You've been bringing some heat there. Give me your thoughts on Denzel Mims requesting a trade. How do you feel about it? What are your thoughts about up until this point? Again, this is live, you know. If somebody does, if, if there's a trade made with Denzel Mims while being live, let me know. But as of right now, he is still on the Jets roster. He's still a wide receiver here with the New York Jets. What are your thoughts about him requesting a trade and him not being gone? Are you concerned that this could linger going into the season?
2: Yeah, no. I mean, listen. Here is my thing about this. Listen, I understand where Denzel Mims is coming from. And listen, Denzel Mims is a good guy. You know, he said a lot of good things about the Jets organization. He will. he said he always respected that, that Joe Douglas did pick him back in the draft in 2020. But you know something? I just feel, Joe, and I don't know if Denzel will, will still make this roster or if he is going to get traded, It's just, unfortunately, he just doesn't fit into Mike LaFleur's offensive system. And we saw that last year. And going into this season now, you know, is he going to really be our fifth or sixth receiver? I know currently right now he's on to see what happens in the next 24 hours. It still wouldn't surprise me if Mib gets traded or not. But we just
1: got to see what happens. Yeah. Listen, Steve, this has been a phenomenal coffee. Let's give him a hand. Studio audience. Come on. Let's go. Let's go. All gas, no break. Let's go. All right? Whoa, 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 studio audience. Let's not get too crazy, okay? I'm not paying y'all for extra claps, okay? Let's, all uh, let's be us
2: hey,
0: All be gas, do no break. All right. Let's go.
1: That's what I'm talking about. See you around, Steve. Thank you for calling in, hey, man. Good Listen, good Steve. Listen, Steve called in with some heat, all right? But I need to let my studio audience know, slow down on the extra clapping. I'm not going to pay you. I'm not paying you extra, okay? It's so a set amount of claps that I need you to give, okay? After that, I need you to stop, okay? I ain't got time for that, all right? Listen, we're going to keep getting to these lines. Again, 515 602 515 is the number. Call in. For those of you that are watching, no matter where you're watching me from, please give the stream a thumbs up, okay? Also, subscribe if you have not subscribed to the channel. Hit that notification bell so when I post content, you folks will be in the know. And please share the stream across your social media with your friends and your family. I love connecting with people, you know, talking Jets, talking football. A lot of things going on around here. Jets have made some cuts. Just finished the Giants off in the preseason game. Denzel Mims requesting that trade. What's going on here? So we're going to get back to these lines again. 515 602 Call in and give me your takes about the Jets. Again, when you call in, new callers, please be patient. We'll get to everybody. Next, I'm going to my guy, Monty. Monty salutes. For those of you that don't <laughs> know, every time I see Monty, my line. <laughs>
5: <laughs> he doesn't oh, yeah, gonna need, hey, Joe, you're going to need security today, sir. You're going to need
1: security
0: today.
5: I'm glad I came my, for oh, violence today, on, because man. Because I, I came
1: for violence. Oh, you did? That's good. Yeah, it, I, you it, know, I got came the, for violence today, I got everything friend. I need. All right, I got 911 on speed dial. I've got myself. I'm protected. I'm good to go. You know what I'm saying? Cameras mm-hmm. everywhere. They're going to catch you yeah. every last move, Monty. Every last I took, move. Hey, I took you it easy on you last time, Joe. I took it easy on you. Okay. All right. Well, let's <laughs> go ahead and get into it. All right. Listen, salutes. I want to thank you for calling in. Let's get started All with right. the cut, man. All right, there's some cuts that have been made. Start with the running back situation. Ty Johnson being kept here. Bam Knight being kept here. What are your thoughts about that? Tevin Coleman being cut. How are you feeling about what our running back situation is looking like? Yeah, I, I think the running back
5: situation is, is, is amazing. You know, we have our young Bill Cows. We got Michael Carter. We got, you know, Brees Hall. And Ty Johnson is a talent. So, Tevin Coleman was kind of expendable, especially, you know, I don't know his, his, his cap number, but I would expect that it was probably higher than the, uh, than the rookies because he's a veteran. So I, I, you know, I was, you know, I I was good. I was good with the cuts, you know. I want to see the young guys okay. kind of flourish and do their thing. So uh, yeah, I, I had no problem with the cuts there. No issues whatsoever.
1: Okay, I mean, I was a little. Ty Johnson definitely did not leave anything good on on your brain last season. He didn't play very well, but maybe he improves this season. Maybe we stop seeing the drops. Maybe He's, we a, he's a, seeing.
5: He's a some of the he's a,
1: he's, a, he's a talented player. He is a talented player, but you've got to put it out there on the field. You know what I'm saying? You've got to put it out there on the field. And so what we saw was we saw a lot of surprising things. Now, another thing that right. surprised me as well defensively, some of the moves that the Jets made with the roster, Ashton Davis over Parks and Pinnock still here, Ashton Davis and Tony Adams. And Tony Adams is a, is a talented safety. I know the staff likes him a lot. But what are your thoughts yeah. about Parks and Pinnock being cut, but Ashton Davis being kept here? How do you feel about that? That one was kind of kind of strange to me. I
5: really did not understand it. So I I was at work and I looked down at my phone. And I thought we cut. Well, Parks, I'm like, what? Do, Ashton Davis is still on this team? Like he has to play. He's been on the team for two years. He, he hasn't played well at all. Like
0: what's going on? He has
5: Like Ashton Davis has not. Sh- he has not shown any glimpses of greatness or just any glimpses of him even being able to play into the playing in, in the league. Like, I haven't seen anything uh-huh. from him. But I understand yeah. I understand it's a, uh, you know, that's a, a Joe Douglas draft pick, high draft pick. And uh, mm-hmm. I was listening to some guy earlier, and he was saying that, you know, uh, you'd like to see guys that you draft get at least three years. You know, so I'm, I'm thinking, you know, first, second, and third round picks. You want to see, you know, if they can, <laughs> you know, make it, put it together in year three. But yeah. he can't play he he's not good yeah <laughs> i don't see am, am i wrong am
1: i am i watching something different like he he's not good at all no no you know, you're not like and, I, and that's when he's not injured because we've seen him miss time due to injury quite a bit as well that was a big concern with him uh his rookie year he missed a lot of time and we were like hey is this guy ever going to be fully healthy and then he does get healthy and he's getting spun around in coverage and there were some plays here and there I remember against the Dolphins. Very, very
0: elementary
1: ish in coverage.
5: <laughs> I mean come on. You know, Monty, I always play I play I play well, I play ball, I play ball, I play ball, uh I played uh, defensive back, I played cornerback. So I yeah. you know, I'm always like kinda looking at the DBs. and some of the stuff that he does like a middle schooler wouldn't wouldn't do. You know? Come on <laughs> like Monty, you know, I'm pretty Manji. sure he's a nice guy, but he can't, he can't play, man.
1: He can't play at all. Monty,
0: here Manji.
5: we go.
1: Come on, Monty. <laughs> <laughs> be nice.
5: I'm Can saying, you be nice? Man, to I saw in him your life. get, I saw him get turned around, and he just yeah. didn't know what to do. His technique was no. just awful. It was just, yeah. it was just bad, and he's always injured. So, I that's why I really, I just. I don't understand what Joe Joe Douglas is is doing when it, when it when it comes to Ash, Ashton Davis because I mean Will Parks Will Parks had a had a good camp he had a good preseason uh, preseason games and I feel like he earned the spot and it's the same thing with Schreveler too I I just don't understand like when dudes play well they should be rewarded for playing well you know like you yeah. gotta earn your well, spot I, I, if, you, if you're doing your thing you know you gotta yeah I, you know you gotta earn your earn your way.
1: Yeah, I, I I get that. And again, with Shrevler, I just looked at it like I, I never thought that they were gonna get rid of Mike White, unless Mike White just came out there and looked like, you know, uh, looked like like Fitz, uh, Fitz did against the Chiefs, where he just came out and threw a ton of interceptions and was just completely confused about what was going on out there. I did not think that they were gonna move on from Mike White, and I said that in a in a prediction that I had for the 53. Uh, but you know Strevler did play extremely well. I, I I'll give it to Strevler. He absolutely outplayed mm-hmm. Mike White in the but I oh, feel yeah, like absolutely. the comfortability with Mike White and the the familiarity with Mike White that the coaching staff has, they just went with that. And then again we see Mike White doing under the big lights. Now another guy mm-hmm. that we're wondering about what's gonna happen going forward, especially with him and his you know, him still being here really impacted some of the cuts for wide receiver too is Mims, what were your thoughts about him requesting a trade? And do you feel mm-hmm. like the Jets need to make sure that they get this deal done before we go into the season? Do you feel like it'll be a distraction as we continue to creep into the season? No. No, I told you. I told you, uh, like, I, like I said last
5: week, Denzel Mims is a is a big, fast, strong receiver. And if you can't do anything with a big, fast, strong receiver, then you should be fired immediately. Ooh. I don't care about scheme fits. I don't care about any of that stuff. Denzel uh, Denzel Mims is a is a is a player in this league, and it's up to you to be able to coach them up. And I heard uh, I had a um I heard an interesting comment. Um, I was watching, uh, I was listening to the podcast. I think it was a, a Pivot podcast, and Mike mm-hmm. Tomlin was on. He was talking about um coaches yeah. using players, saying players don't understand the playbook or can't grasp the playbook as an out. Mm-hmm. And he was saying it's not their fault. It's your fault because you're not doing what you're supposed to do. You're not coaching him up to be able to understand and learn the playbook. And I feel like mm-hmm. that's the thing with Mims and, and, and Mike LaFleur. If you can't, if you're not able to get him on the field producing, that's an indictment on you. That's an indictment on your team mm. because he's an athlete. He's an athlete, and that's what I'm kind of nervous about in the season, man. It's I I, I just don't – I don't think Mike LaFleur has it. I hope I'm wrong,
1: Joe. I hope i Really? I, I really you do think hope you, that – Monty, I, after, I just,
2: after
5: seeing I just
1: what don't. we saw last season from Mike LaFleur, <clears throat> after seeing what we saw last season from Mike LaFleur, I'm talking about the offensive play, especially after he went up into the booth, right? Some of the play calls that we saw, some of the way that he was utilizing guys, especially due to the fact that – we were decimated at wide receivers. I thought that the game, the offensive game plan, even though we couldn't run the football, I thought it was very good. I thought he called a lot of really good plays. I thought he, there was, yes, yes, Monty. I thought the play calling after he went to the booth. Now, before he went to the booth, there were some spotty moments. Okay, I will I will absolutely say that I was a guy that half half the damn fan base wanted him fired. I was one of the guys that was like, hey, there's some big <laughs> questions about this guy. No, let's keep it real. Like, it's, it's, you know, it's yeah. on camera. <laughs> it's yeah. recorded. Yeah. You know, everything yeah. I do here is recorded. Yeah. So there was a lot right. of questions, right. and there was a lot of Jets fans that was saying, mm-hmm. hey, this guy might need yeah. to be up out of here because the offense looks awful under him.
0: But mm-hmm. after
1: he went to the booth and then Mike White was playing, we said, whoa, this guy, this offense looks really good. It might not be him. It might be a mix of... You know, Zach Wilson being a rookie trying to figure things out and him moving up into that booth really changed things because not only did we see Mike White have success within the offense, we saw Flacco have success success within the mm-hmm. offense, and then we saw Josh mm-hmm. Johnson throw for a bunch of yards within the offense. And then again, as the play calling continued mm-hmm. throughout the rest of the season, it was really good. So I don't think that Mike LaFleur is a – again, we'll see this upcoming season. is going to be year two for him but i thought he called a very good game and i thought that he left a lot of good feelings going forward with jets fans as far as their future offensively with him he he, give, he gives me adam gates vibes
5: man oh my god he gives Monty. me just, and, and, and and can i explain myself can oh, i explain oh. myself can i can i can i explain myself i go say on, that ahead, to say this i i just i, I he just gives me adam gates vibes Monty. because of this Yes, because Sorry. I feel like he needs he needs a specific quarterback to be able to be successful. So I noticed when Flacco was in the the offense kind of moved a little bit better, and even Mike White. You know, it must be something with just like you know pocket passing quarterbacks. You know, and I feel like he wasn't he wasn't able to get the best out of Zach Wilson. We weren't able to see the best of Zach Zach Wilson because you know, the the offense just does not kinda of fit Zach Wilson. Well, he doesn't do anything to highlight the best attributes of Zach Wilson. I look at Zach Wilson as a like a, as a gunslinger, you know, kind of backyard footballish, kinda, of, you know, run bootlegs, you know, kinda of get him out in space. And we I I I didn't see him really thrive in that role. I seen him like um when when the when the pocket would break down he would kind of make the, you know Zach Wilson would kind of make the majority of his plays. But inside the offense I've I have re- rarely seen Zach Wilson thrive. You know? But I never well, really seen
1: was, well, Early though oh, Artine, I, I hear what you I mean Adam Gaze that, that to me is a stretch. I don't think look, I could look better than Adam Gaze and I've never called an offensive game for, you know, a live uh, game <laughs> offensive You know, uh, game during an NFL game, but I'm pretty sure that I could put something better together than Adam Gaze. Just let me sit down with Madden for a second, and then I'll get out there and figure things out. Because Adam Gaze is (laughs) awful. All right, so don't Adam Gaze. I (laughs) I I don't think it was just that. Like six, seven weeks. Yeah, but it wasn't. It wasn't just. Look, the play calling was a little suspect early, but when things cleaned up and he went up into the booth, the biggest thing with Zach Wilson, too, though, was that what he was missing things short and intermediate. That was the big problem. Anybody remember how guys were wide open in the flats and he was throwing balls in the dirt or over their head? What about when Elijah Moore came across the middle in a couple of games and was wide open and he was throwing the ball high to Moore to the point where he couldn't even go up and get it? There was a lot of issues with Zach's inaccuracy, and that was because of our protection as mm-hmm. well. Our offensive line had a lot of issues, but there was a lot of misses by Zach. I remember Zach was missing screens. Anybody remember that? Because I do, yeah, I remember those. Yeah,
0: so of course,
1: again, and this scheme—this scheme is not something, right? That is, it's not a genius. I mean, it is a genius scheme, but it's not a genius scheme. Honestly, it's very quarterback friendly. That's why Jimmy G was able to have success in it. He sucks. Jimmy G sucks, but he was able to have success in this scheme because what it is, it's predicated on you getting the ball to guys in space. A lot of the times and you talked about the gunslinger stuff, wanting to push the ball downfield. Well, they, they talked about that last season because Zach was so busy trying to just launch the ball downfield because that's what he wants to do because he got a big arm. And that's what exactly. He did and, they said, hey, you've got, hold on. You've got to come out and make the easy throws. If defenses know that that's what you want to do, come out and make the easy throws. That's what Mike White did. Mike White came out and was dumping. We beat the Bengals off of him saying, okay, Michael Carter's open. Get the ball to him and Michael Carter would make things happen in space. He was getting the ball, hitting his check downs, guys in space, short intermediate. That's what made things happen. And, again, you also had injuries, too. Our offensive line had issues protecting. We had our wide receiver core, I think, played a total of one game together, fully healthy. So we had wide receivers all over to play. Corey Davis missed time, Elijah Moore missed time. So right, there was a lot of right. issues. But Michael LaFleur, I thought, left a very positive taste. I think saying Adam Gaze but that's, is pushing. But that's me, right? what, but, but Joe, but that's
5: what I'm talking about. But that's what I'm talking okay. about, Joe. So imagine imagine is Patrick Mahomes, right? Patrick Mahomes is, you know, I think, you know, is one of the best, best quarterbacks in the league, right? But Patrick Mahomes isn't a, a, a stereotypical passer, right? You got to get him moving. You know, he's making plays with his arms. If Andy Reid, if Andy Reid said, "Look, I want you to just be this guy that's going to throw the ball short, and then we'll see how everything goes from there, he wouldn't be Patrick Mahomes. You know what Andy Reid does? He highlights what he does best, and I think that's why Patrick Mahomes is the quarterback that he is. If you just come in, and yeah, come in, just hey, hey, three step drop, get it out, get it out of your hands. No, that's not going to work. Mm-hmm. He's designing different types of ways and and, and highlighting the best thing out of. Patrick Mahomes, and that's yeah, but you what know, I feel the like LaFleur like
1: should do with uh, with you with, know, with uh, Zach Wilson. Yeah, but the problem is with you making that comparison is look at the Chiefs' weapons and protection. There's a reason why LaFleur is scheming the way that he is and saying, "Hey, get the ball out of your hands right now," because we couldn't block. And again, Zach was a rookie. Things is trying to protect. You know, things is processing for him at a different. Great, and that's why we're so excited this upcoming season. Now we have a ton of weapons. So there are certain things that I'm sure he'll be doing offensively this year that he didn't do offensively last year. We couldn't run the damn ball at all. Backs, was a very, backs, we were very backs. one-dimensional. I'm tell- and backs. I know you know this, Monty, because we watched the games together. Uh-huh. I couldn't out, watch half the games. The box. Exactly. They stacked the box, and they sent the house at Zach. I think he was one of the most blitz quarterbacks last season, right? Because there was no uh-huh. – like, there was, they, you can't run the ball, we know that, because Van Roten can't block, and neither, you know, Connor McGovern wasn't very good last season. We're just going to send the house at you, and either you're going to throw an interception, you're going to throw it incomplete because you're just trying to get the ball out and your timing's going to be off, or we're going to take mm-hmm. your head off. If you go back and watch the Panthers game, which was the first game of the season, I think he was sacked six times. But the shots that mm-hmm. he was taking outside of just the sacks were egregious. If you continue to watch the games all throughout that season, the, you, we watched it, the Broncos game, hell, the yeah. Patriots game yeah. where he got hurt, right? He took a shot before yeah. the shot that actually jacked up his PCL. I don't think any of us thought he was getting up. So it's like when you okay, look so at our what do we, offensive what do we, personnel, hold on, hold on, hold on a second. When you ahead, look at our offensive personnel and you try to make this comparison to the Chiefs, it can't be done. You got, at the time, Tyreek Hill was with the Chiefs. You got Kelsey. You got all that protection. You got Andy Reid. With, listen, Patrick Mahomes is a great quarterback. I'm not taking anything away from him. But to compare the offensive situations, you can't. You just can't. Patrick, yeah, he can take off. He can do it all. Yeah, because he was protected. When they played the Bucks though, and there was no protection, and he was running for his life, what did he look like? He looked like a Jets quarterback. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With, yeah. A yeah. Yeah. Right. And he was yeah. oh oh, yeah. I gotta get out. oh I gotta yeah yeah because welcome to the Jets. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I think yeah. it's tough yeah. to to say those things. I will give you the last word on this. Go ahead, Monty. Okay,
5: okay so I'm I, I'm just looking at this, right? So what do we? Wh- why why are we so excited about Michael Schwartz? Right? We're excited because he comes from that Kyle Shanahan scheme. What is Kyle Shanahan yeah. going for? He's run, he's known right for, the for the run blocking scheme. It doesn't matter what offensive lineman he has out there, he has a scheme to be able to scheme the the running game and make it have it produced. I'm not saying that. So we have the horses. We have the horses this year. We went out, we grabbed some good good offensive linemen. I Joe, I'm just saying. I'm I'm very, very I'm gonna be very, very critical of Mike LaFleur this year. My heart oh, is okay. saying my heart is my heart is saying one thing in my brain is telling me something else i really do hope that we we are able to produce but i'm just in that conflict of i know what i'm seeing but mm-hmm. i'm hoping that i see something differently you know yeah so we'll see yeah we'll, no, we'll, listen. we'll, we'll see yeah, I, you know we have the horses yeah, this year
1: I'm, I'm, and listen. um oh go ahead yeah go. I, listen Monty, i'm i'm right there with you man look I, I i call it fair straight down the middle i'm not a guy that's a homer even And everybody knows I'm an SC guy. But when Sam sucked, I was the first person to get on here and tell you he was garbage. (laughs) When Sam did not play well, I was the first person to get on here and tell you he did not play well and there were things he needed to improve. So I understand you being, you know, critical of LaFleur, and we'll see what he does this season because, again, we now have improved weapons. We have a better football team. We're all excited about that. But I just think it's tough to, you know, compare him to Adam Gaze, especially when you look at what we were dealing with last season and the effectiveness of his play calling. But – as we continue to move forward, Monty, my final, okay, we'll see, we'll see. Our final, my final question before I let you go, when you watched mm-hmm. that Jets-Giants preseason game, the final one, give mm-hmm. me your thoughts about this defense, man. How did you feel about watching our starters go out there and play? Who was the highlight for you defensively for us? Uh,
5: man, they totally got after it. They went out, they showed energy, they, showed, they they looked like they were ready and prepared to play. I was very excited about the way that they looked. The defensive line got after it. I see Quan Alexander out there making big plays, setting the tone, man. And I was very, very thrilled about the way that they looked because, um, you know, the, the first couple games they just kind of came out and looked flat. So they got after it, even though it was a giant second team, um, you got to do what you got to do. If they don't belong, if they don't belong on the field, you got to get them up out of There, the Jets showed that they uh, they were prepared and they were the hungrier team that day. So I was very I was yeah. very very excited the way they came out and, and, and played ball. You know, my boy my boy Sauce came out. You know, did his thing. Still no targets. Yeah. You know, shutting yeah. shut, shut things down. And uh, yeah. yeah, I'm. You know, I, I was I was very pleased. You know, I was waiting for a game like that. To you know, make me very optimistic. I was getting ready to come on here and just say, "Hey, man, I don't know, I don't know about solid two, man." <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. Hey, well, hey I'm telling you. Hey, see. hey, hey, Joe. Look, look, look. look, You know, I'm, I'm a big Rex Ryan fan, man. I'm a
0: big Rex yep, Ryan fan. Me and fan. you. yeah. So our
5: best, me our you, our, yes. our best defensive years were with Rex Ryan. And if you didn't, if you didn't, Rex, you right. know, uh, if you're a defensive coach and you don't have your boys prepared and come, coming out and ready to play then I don't know what you're here for, man. Mm. I'll
1: tell you what, uh, Michael Clemens to me was amazing. He played unbelievable. I can't wait to see more of that young guy going forward. But I was really, really impressed with the pass rush, and I'm happy. I'm hoping that we can continue this going into the season. I want to see what our pass rush is going to look like, because I think, again, that's the key to us becoming a better defense than we were last season, Mm -hmm. because I think that's been our issue for – for years, right since John Abraham, was. yeah, we've had the same back mm-hmm. issue and it killed us. It's absolutely killed us. And that's but what it starts with. Listen, Monty, that's
5: the defensive line.
1: Yeah, it does. It does, and providing pressure up front. But listen, Monty has been phenomenal speaking with you. It's all right. It's always good to speak with you, man. I want oh, to thank yeah, you for sure. calling. For you sure. Have yourself a good night. Yeah. Oh, good.
5: you. Sure. Hey, Joe. 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 Quick. Quick question. Yeah. Yeah. Quick yeah. Yeah, yeah. What, yeah. Go ahead. What uh, what are the fighting games you playing on uh on Twitch now?
1: You just playing the Street Fighter. Oh. Oh yeah, yeah. Hold, hold on. Yeah, for those of you that do not know as well that are listening to the podcast live on Blog Talk, also game on my channel as well from time to time. Uh, yeah, I um, I do play uh, Street Fighter Five. I'm waiting for six. I know you probably are too as well. I'm waiting to see who gets announced. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, it's Hugo. Hopefully it's Hugo. Okay. Hopefully it's Hugo. All right, I do like a lot of the characters that have come out. Um, but yeah, Street Fighter is what I mainly play. I know people want to get mm-hmm. me into Tekken. I know people want to get me in the Mortal Kombat too. I used to play that when I was younger. But I mean, come on, man! I'm you got to come. On, come on, man! Come on, you got to get on Tekken what you, and the what Mortal do you, Kombat what? too. I, I know. Look, Tekken is like to play how I want to play Tekken is. I know that this this Tekken game is a bit easier than the ones in the past. But Tekken is tough, all right? And I want to learn. And when I want to play, like how I want to play, I want to be good. I don't want to be like some scrub that's just getting destroyed every single week. But that's (laughs) kind of how it happens. I will try to get into the Tekken, Monty. And I will – MK is a little, uh, to me. I don't really have any character that I like in MK. I do like Jack, but that's about it. But I'll get on my Tekken 5, and we'll see about Mortal Kombat. But, Monty, we got to play 5, though. You are, you know – Oh, yeah, For sure. For sure. sure. It's crossplay, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think six is going to be crossplay. Five is only PS. Uh, is only PlayStation. PlayStation, excuse me. Okay, for sure. So, but right, man. but for sure, for I'll sure see you man. All right, salute. Thank you right. so much. I appreciate you. Have a good one. Monty calling it in. You know, I respect Monty. We go back and forth. I don't know about the Adam Gay stuff. You know, I don't know about that. But I do understand that some people want to see LaFleur go out there with these new weapons and, and handle business, you know. So we'll see what happens going forward. But it's been a very interesting day, very, very interesting day for the New York Jets, cuts, things that have been made, moving and shaking within these, within these rosters. There's also been some cuts, you know, again, nationally as well, some guys that we could be interested in. I don't know, you know, some guys that could be out there. Again, part, part from the Eagles could be a guy. But if he slides down, I could see the Jets, you know, maybe
3: making a move for him.
1: It'd be very interesting. This guy definitely has some familiarity with Sulla and his team and played pretty solidly in it too. Also some guys as well that maybe they pick up, back up offensive linemen. Maybe they give Leatherwood a shot. Leatherwood's a guy, I don't know. You know, so we'll continue forward again, you know. Going to go ahead and close out the show now. Again, there's a lot of things going on. We'll see what happens with Denzel Mims to this point unless – Somebody else knows something I don't know. Unless it gets reported live, while we're live, we'll see what happens within the MIMS trade, too, that's going to come up. Hopefully, you know, they'll be able to make a move and get it done before the season. I don't want to linger into the season too much if he's serious about being gone. I don't want any distractions here. And, again, we've seen Zach Wilson as well out there, you know, on the the practice field as well. We saw him at preseason, too. He's walking around. The last time we saw him on the practice field, Um, you know, in the Giants' joint practices, he wasn't even wearing anything on his leg. You know, at first we saw a compression sleeve, then we saw him sitting in carts with nothing. So it looks like he's healing up and he's healing up well. I don't want him rushed back. I know that they asked Sulla about a timetable, about Zach coming back, and he just said, look, when he's ready and healthy, that's when he's going to be out there, not a second later, we're not forcing anything back. So we'll see. I know initially it's two to four weeks, so we'll see what happens within there. I know a lot of Jets fans want to see him come back Week one, we want him back now. It's like, whoa, 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 okay? Let's wait a second, all right? Let's make sure that the guy gets out there when he's fully healthy. So I'm going to ahead and close out the show. Listen, this is a phenomenal show. Love talking to people, all right? Listen, I'm the man of the people. I'm here for the people. Let me shamelessly promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook. Search The Long Beach Joe Show. Like that page. My content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back. I love going back and forth with folks about this football team. Also, leave me some feedback. I love hearing about what you folks think I do here on The Long Beach Joe Show. I am also on Twitter as well, okay, at The Long Beach Joe, at The Long Beach Joe. My personal page is at YoungJ000. Again, at YoungJ000. Follow me, I'll follow you right back. You want to troll me? No issues under the no issues at all. I am the troll under the bridge and I will have my Vera Tucker jersey on at all times. At all times I will have that Vera Tucker jersey on. I'm just saying. If you want a good lineman, you go to USC and you just point at a guy, all right, that's wearing that lineman jersey. You point at him and you say, Hey, come on, come on through. All right? That's all you gotta do. USC produces good linemen, good player after good player after good player. You just pick one, you know, and they'll come in and make it happen for you. Fight on. You know what I mean? I'm not saying that because I'm an SC guy. I'm not saying that because of that. I'm not a homer. I keep it real. All right? We got this kid, Elijah Vera Tucker here, dominated on the left side last season, moving to the right side. He's looking solid over there, too. I'm telling you. So I'll have my, you know, my Vera Tucker jersey on. You know, troll me. We'll go back and forth. I'm also on YouTube as well, Long Beach Joe Jets. Long Beach Joe Jets on YouTube, all right? Come on by. Subscribe to that channel. Hit the notification bell so when I post content, you folks will be in the know. If you want to troll me on there, no issues, go ahead and hit in those comments, and we can go back and forth, and I'll troll you right back. No issues whatsoever, all right? also want to let you people know, when you see me in person, because you will see me in person eventually. It is arms out, chest open, free hugs for everyone. Free hugs for everyone. The hugs will cost you absolutely nothing. I want to thank you folks for listening, calling in. Salutes to all the savages in the chat as well, commenting, going back and forth. Without you people, I'm absolutely nothing. Thank you for taking the times out of your day to listen and call in. You folks are the absolute best, all right? I want to thank you folks. Have a good one. Peace.